My name is Zach Arnold, and I'm a former Hollywood film and television editor turned career strategist and the creator of Optimize Yourself, where I help artists, creatives, and storytellers just like you design the more balanced, more sustainable, and more fulfilling creative career that you deserve. In a nutshell, I'm Tim Ferriss meets Ted Lasso, minus the mustache, because I am obsessed with both learning everything I can about optimizing human potential while also inspiring you to realize yours. If you are ready to step outside your comfort zone, let's dive right in and unlock the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast, where I share honest and candid conversations with best-selling authors, world-class athletes, Hollywood legends, elite experts in a variety of fields, as well as everyday people that are achieving extraordinary things. It means the world to me that with all the podcast choices out there, you have chosen to invest your valuable time, energy, and attention with me. Now, before we get started, don't forget to visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast so you can subscribe, leave a review, and so you can also download your unique customized podcast playlist where I'm going to send you the five best expert interviews from our archives to help you achieve your specific goals. So on that note, without further ado, let's get right to today's guest. And today's mini episode is the latest edition of my Case of the Mondays newsletter, which is a free newsletter that I send out exclusively to my subscribers every Monday morning. And it contains my latest thoughts, strategies, and tips for better managing the crazy balancing act between work and life. I don't know about you, but I would rather design a career where I am excited about Mondays instead of dreading them. To be the first to receive next week's newsletter, to read today's episode in addition to listening to it, and for access to all of the past newsletters in the case of the Monday's archives, simply visit optimizeyourself.me slash Mondays. I have been shamelessly shouting from the rooftops for months that the key to weathering uncertainty is focusing on what you can control. But here's the reality. It's easier said than done, right? It is one thing to logically understand that all of this downtime is a great opportunity to build your professional network, learn new skills, clean out those closets, catch up on sleep, walk the picket lines in support of your fellow workers, or, God forbid, exercise. But it's a whole other thing to emotionally want to hide under the covers Macaulay Culkin style until the artificial intelligence goes away. As creatives, we are emotional creatures first, and we are logical creatures second. If we couldn't feel, we couldn't be great at what we do. So it's okay to be afraid right now. If you're anxious, if you're overwhelmed, or if you're depressed, or even if you are mad as hell, you are not alone. Despite the endless excuses that the studios use to explain their abhorrent treatment and exploitation of us, the working class, it isn't just business. This shit is personal. While this is not the first time there's ever been a work stoppage that's caused by a strike, this time is undoubtedly different. Whether we are willing to admit it or not, artificial intelligence has changed the game and there is no going back. As I stated in my previous newsletter, I believe that the collective fear and anxiety that we are all experiencing goes far beyond just an economic crisis. I believe that we are having an identity crisis. Technology has slowly been replacing humans for decades, but those of us who do highly creative work always thought that we'd be safe from the machines. Yet, here we are, watching the exponential rise of language models like ChatGPT that can write scripts in seconds, and generative AI programs like MidJourney or Dolly that can create mesmerizing and photorealistic images with a single prompt. The complex skills that have taken us a lifetime to master 
can now be replicated with a few simple prompts. Furthermore, the speed at which these programs are learning and improving, it's incomprehensible. Watching quote-unquote AI experts that pretend to understand everything that's going on right now, it's kind of what I imagine dogs would look like trying to do calculus. Nobody knows what the hell is going on. Full disclaimer, that includes me. It makes perfect sense that we are fearful of technology replacing our jobs because that means that it's going to be harder to make a living using the current skills that we have worked so hard to learn and perfect. But what does artificial intelligence have to do with our identities? Enter the Industrial Revolution. For most of recorded human history, we as humans have lived as generalists. Before industrialization, we didn't specialize in a single craft. We instead survived because we knew how to simultaneously build a wood cabin, shuck corn, churn butter, shoe a horse, can our own preserves, grow our own vegetables, tan our own leather horse saddles, all while teaching the local neighborhood kids from ages 6 to 16 in a single one-room schoolhouse. Having grown up firsthand in a very rural part of northern Wisconsin, we have literally had members of the Amish community live on our farm, and I have seen the generalized lifestyle firsthand. It's like stepping into a time machine and experiencing how the world functioned before television and the internet ruined everything. I've literally explained to an Amish person how a smartphone works. Boy, do I wish I could have turned that conversation into a podcast. Since industrialization emerged as the primary means of production and economic growth in the late 19th century, over time, we have slowly sacrificed our broad knowledge and generalized skills for the sake of maximizing productivity. We went from being able to build a complex product from end to end to instead installing a single screw along the way, thus ultimately becoming specialized widgets on the assembly line of, you guessed it, somebody else's dreams. Add decades of oppressively long hours, dark windowless rooms, the introduction of the cubicle, neglected personal relationships, the erosion of hobbies and interests unrelated to our work, and the cult-like conditioning that led us to believe that success was externally defined by income, recognition, prestige, and the collection of material goods. And here we are, having never noticed that our jobs slowly transformed from what we did to who we are. Now, if it's still not clicking yet, then ask yourself what the most common question is whenever you meet somebody, no matter if it's in a personal or a professional setting. So, what do you do when your career becomes your identity? We have become so conditioned to believe that our worth is defined by our work, we literally don't even know how to talk about ourselves without the conversation centering around our jobs. Therefore, now that the emergence of artificial intelligence has created the very real possibility that we may have to change what we do to support ourselves, and by the way, don't worry, I am way more optimistic about keeping our jobs than the doom and gloom crowd, but we have ultimately been forced to ask the question, without our jobs, who are we? If the threat of artificial intelligence coming after your job isn't something that concerns you yet, well then simply ask yourself why the hell you never get anything done when you're unemployed. Yeah, sorry about that. I know that one stings a little. You swear up and down that during the next hiatus, you're finally going to eat better, exercise, get organized, start that garden in the backyard, or take a nice relaxing vacation. But yet as soon as you're off the job and you no longer receive a paycheck, you wallow in a pit of despair and depression, binge-watching friends for the fourth time, wondering if you'll ever work again. By the way, ask me how I know all of this. 
Psychologists have a term to describe the situation where the lines are so blurred between your work and your identity that you no longer know who you are. It's called enmeshment. As ambitious high achievers, our present culture preys on our need for creative recognition, prestige, and material success. And the only way to get more of all of the above is, you guessed it, to work harder. And the harder you work, the more what you do becomes central to your identity. The following are just a few possible symptoms that you may not even realize that you have when you are enmeshed with your work. You always have the anxiety of being on call. You simply cannot imagine not being available to respond to that Slack message or that urgent email, even during off hours and weekends. You have physical health problems and you experience chronic pain without having any idea where it's coming from or how to fix it. Mental health problems. When your identity is tied to your work, especially during periods of unemployment, you are more susceptible to anxiety, depression, and the B word, burnout. Neglected personal relationships. You find that sometimes you disappear for months, missing important gatherings with friends, weddings, parties, and other once-in-a-lifetime events. And eventually, people just stop reaching out to you. Lack of hobbies or outside interests. When your job consumes you 24-7, you lose interest in experiencing different areas of life that are unrelated to your job, which ironically makes you worse at your job, especially if you are creative. Now, if even two or three of those sounded like you, it might be time to revisit your relationship with your work. With disruption comes opportunity. I realize this may be a lot to take in given the present circumstances and like you didn't have enough to worry about already, am I right? But I don't share all of this to depress you, but instead to empower you because we are now in the driver's seat. Our job, our industry, and our careers no longer have to define who we are. We are not our resumes. As artificial intelligence rapidly advances, it will quickly take over highly specialized, repeatable, predictable, and largely data-driven tasks. You know, all the garbage that most of us hate doing anyways. The doom and gloom crowd can scream all they want about how AI shouldn't be allowed to take our jobs, or conversely, that it's going to take all the jobs, but there is no stopping progress. I am not worried that we as creatives are going to be replaced because I don't think we can be replaced. Therefore, I see the near future as our chance to redefine who we are, not just as professionals, but as human beings. We can use this technology to our advantage to regain control of our identities beyond our credits on IMDb. This is our best shot at designing the more balanced, more sustainable, and more fulfilling creative careers that we have all dreamed of ever since we first entered this industry. Now, if you're thinking, what well, sounds great, but how? Well, then keep an eye on your inbox and on this podcast, because in the next several weeks, I'm going to be sharing a multitude of ways to help you rewrite the next chapter of your story and develop career resilience in the age of AI.